Welcome back, everyone, to episode two with Jessica Spenlove. This podcast is called Aces Nutrition. And today we're going to be covering why we really crave sweets. I used to be a huge sweet tooth. I no longer am. Spendy, tell me why we really crave sweets. I think this one's going to blow a lot of people's minds because I have people that come and see me and that I've worked with across all of the teams that are just, I'm a sweet tooth. I need it. I want it every day. And my answer is if you are craving sweet food every day or most days, that is you not either getting enough food across the day or enough protein. It's generally both. So what tends to happen is we just do what we do, we get by, and then we get to the back end of the day, and that's when we tend to crave sweets, whether it's afternoon or after dinner, and that is purely a response of you not eating enough at the front half of the day or not eating enough protein or fiber, which are the two main types of nutrients that fill us up. So we'll talk a lot about that. I'm passionate about it. I love it. It will literally transform how you feel across the day, but if you're a sweet tooth, it will reduce that significantly. It's funny. We'll go straight to the cause and then we'll work out why. But people after dinner, you know, chocolate, lollies, ice cream, you know, whatever from the bakery, all, all, the, things. all the things that are no good for you, but they taste unbelievable. What are the side effects of eating that at 8.30 at night or 9 o'clock? What, what, what is – because you go to all these birthday parties and all these amazing family outings and you're always finished with dessert. It's a tradition in, you know, I guess families and – um, but what is it doing to us and why do we, you know, how does it make us feel? Look, I mean, if it's a one-off thing, like a dinner out or birthday, like it's not, I'm not too concerned. I mean, short term, it's probably not great for your sleep. Like if you're eating a heap of sugar, it's spiking your blood sugar levels, which is giving you energy and then it's crashing down. Like that's not great for how you're feeling at night. And it's also not conducive to a good night's sleep, but whatever, it's a birthday, we're having fun, we're having cake, like, you know eat the cake, it's fine. But if you're eating the cake every single night, that's not great. Um, And, you know, I guess it's kind of looking at, well, is this a habit that's formed or is it because I'm skipping breakfast, I'm not having a snack, I'm going from lunch to dinner, which is like a six or seven hour gap. And it's literally my brain and my body's way of saying, hey, hello, I haven't had what I need across the day. Give me this sweet stuff, which is going to give you more energy. There you go. And, and, I've had actually we've had um, Mickey Zarafa, one of the you know Australia's biggest boxing names. Now he loves lollies and he swears by them, and we had a good laugh because he pretty much starves himself and then just explodes into. I think he has a huge dinner and then he just smashes lollies and then he's up again. Now he's a bit different because he works his ass off, but he loves them. He <laughs> swears by lollies. Would someone like him be an outlier because of the amount of work he's putting in? Yeah, I think there's people at the top of their game and it kind of like pains me to say this, but it's nearly like the performance nutrition that works for everyone, while it could help them when they're so good and talented and they're training so much, it's kind of like they can nearly do what they do anyway. Um but look, definitely for the, the average person, the majority, the ninety nine point nine percent of humans on the earth, it's not gonna that's not going to be great. That would be a habit that would be hard to shake once you stop becoming a professional boxer for, say, Mickey. Totally. So that's something that he'd have to keep an eye on once he finishes his career because of all the amount of, you know, you talk about the deficit, he'd be just mm. burning so many calories. Through it, yeah. So he's different. But 
let's talk about it. You know, what causes cravings exactly? So, look, there can be a few reasons. There's kind of the physical, like I'm physically hungry and I haven't had enough, and there is a psychological component as well. There is that desire to want to eat sweet foods. Is it an emotional response? Is it something that we've just done for a long period of time and we've now got that cue, you know, that addictive, hey, I want that sweet sugar craving. So, you know, it can be one of those two things. Whichever one it is, again, coming back to a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, like front footing the day, having snacks, which we'll touch about, like what should actually be in a snack. Like a lot of people think a piece of fruit, a muesli bar, a packet of chips, like a snack is this little small, you know, one item. Like when you're a little kid and go to school and they put it in your lunchbox. Pack your recess, pack your little packet of shapes, shapes, (laughs) your tiny teddies, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I want to shift people's mindsets to is this concept of an everyday snack, which still contains that bit of protein, the carbs and the colours. And by doing that, you know, rather than just the piece of fruit, the fruit with the yogurt and the muesli bar, or rather than just, you know, the piece of fruit having some cheese and crackers with that, that's providing you with more of the protein and the fibre, which are the two nutrients that fill us up. So if you're having more of this across the day, Again, I think a really good cue is if I've gone more than four hours without eating, I've prob- it's probably too long. And while you might be able to go from lunch to dinner and get through it, the flag to me is the fact that you're then straight to the, the pantry for the, the lollies, the, the ice cream, the chips, the chocolate, whatever it is, and that is your cue because of what hasn't happened across the day. Even just like sarcatars and dip, or even though they're not that bad, but just if you're going to snack after dinner, Straight it's because to. you've had a you haven't done the right things prior. You've just gone too long across the day or you've missed out on, you know, those occasions of eating. So baseline framework for anyone, I think, is three meals and one snack. And if you're an active person or whether that's your job or going to the gym, it might be more like two snacks and then a primer. So but I've never met anyone who, no matter how inactive they are, that kind of three meals and one snack formula, which is that kind of every four or so hours of eating, hasn't worked a treat for how they feel, that stability of kind of focus across the day, and it has really brought down those sugar cravings at night. There you go. So You know when you just got that late night movie and you just get your hand into all, you know, bad, we used to love the Starburst, mm. now there's the sour bloody Allens mm. with the frogs and that. That is just the worst thing for you, isn't it? You might be enjoying your movie, but then you go to bed and you're just on a sugar high and it doesn't really, it kind of, I don't know, when I have lollies, say in the middle of the day, mm. it kind of makes me not hungry. Why mm. is that? I mean, look, it depends on the the person. I don't know exactly for for you, but I guess if it's, if it's ticked a, to craving, if it's kind of like satisfied, I don't know how many lollies we're talking. Oh, I regret it. As soon as I've finished, yeah. oh, it's, a, it's a bag of lollies. Yeah. It yeah. used to be. I've, I haven't had one for mm. about two months. Mm. It's, I've identified that it's yeah. not going to get me to my goals. Yeah. But I used to, when I was playing in that, I used to smash them. But, you know, one concept I want to introduce to a lot of people, which I see, it's like if they're having the treat, the lollies, the chocolate, the ice cream, and they might be getting to that I'm kind of hungry point. They'll forego the snack or the meal and just go straight for that. Whereas what I want you to think of, I have a snack and then I have the treat because what you're doing is satisfying your hunger with something which has like realistically no nutritional benefits or it tastes good, but it's all the sugars. You feel great in the moment, then you feel pretty crappy after. Whereas what I want you to do is have your proper snack or have your meal so then when you have your lollies, you'll stop at a couple or a handful rather than smashing a whole bag because you feel starving. And then that flow on effect of how you feel after, which isn't great, I imagine. 
Are cravings psychological? Look, they can be. They can be a psychological cue, but I have never met anyone who might have that prime if we don't address the physical components of it doesn't at least significantly improve it. So, look, this isn't about never having lollies at night or ice cream after dinner, but it's like if you're doing that every single night, that's what we're talking about. It's kind of bringing it down. I remember about, oh, there were years ago, it's probably still out there, the Swap It campaign. You know, it's like when you go and have a snack, just mm. swap it for something healthy. Mm. Do you still like that combo? Or you're still saying, no, there's still an issue earlier in, in the day. You shouldn't be snacked. So should you not be snacking at all after dinner? No, look, if, if you're dinner at six and you don't go to bed till 11, so the three to four hour concept I've touched on, you, you will need to have something. So yes, you can swap it. But again, I'm like, just be open to trying something. And if you're like lunch to dinner with no snack there, you're not really great at breakfast. Just try addressing that and see how that might feed into how you're feeling at night. If it is a 6.30 dinner and 11 o'clock bedtime, what's that snack that you should be having, a healthy one? So, again, if we're sweet or savoury, like some popular options, people the cheese crackers with, like, tomato, if you're a bit more of a savoury oh, yeah. person. Um, the salt and pepper on top, bang. Yep. Beautiful. Love that. How many of them? Oh, I don't know. Four, four Vita-Wheats, two bits of cheese, even six with three bits, that kind of, um, you know, our friends, the smoothies or the yogurt bowl option might sit there. You know, if, to your point of the swap it, like if you're an ice cream with, you know, toppings kind of person, could we even just do ice cream with some fruit and nuts? Where So we're getting more fiber, we're getting more healthy fats in there. So, um, but yeah, look, the yogurt, the smoothie, the cheese and crackers, they're probably the top three Um even actually some crackers with like cottage cheese or ricotta and then tomato as a savoury option or maybe strawberries with a bit of honey as a sweet option. Now, people aren't going to like this, but ice cream, chocolate, lollies, whatever else is out there, how bad are they for you, honestly? Oh, it's, you know, it's really hard for me to sit here and say they're terrible. Um, what's I mean- in, what's in, What? why do we crave them? What's in chocolate? That's so delicious and just... Chocolate is an interesting one. It's like an equal amount of fat and sh- sugar. So it's this real sweet spot of like both these two tasty, really delicious things, like in a in a perfect kind of ratio. Um, I'm a chocolate... I love chocolate, but, you know, and if I'm... I even notice in myself if there's like an afternoon or an after dinner and I'm just, you know, hanging for it, I think oh, what have I done today? And obviously I've got the tools and the awareness, but it might be, it's probably like, oh yeah, didn't skip this snack because I had this meeting or something on. So look, they're not great. They're refined sugars, um, which aren't good for us, purely processed, spike our sugar levels, come crashing down, um, empty calories essentially. Some of them are really high in like saturated or trans fats, like the pastries and the cakes, that type of thing. Um, You know, for me, I have a philosophy 80 to 20, so 80% of the time eat well, 20%, you know, kind of eat what you want to an extent. So think about this, three meals a day, seven days a week. That's four meals a week where, you know, you can go out, do this, same as snacks. It might be one or two a day. So we kind of work with that ratio. If you want to be a very elite operator, I'm like 90-10, but that still gives you two meals and a couple of snacks. So, you know, I think when we take a – we zoom out on the the – Everyone, we like to look at each meal and each snack as it comes, whereas if we zoom out across the week and go give ourselves a bit of permission, you'll just find that you want those things a lot less because it's like not this focusing on what you shouldn't do, 
when we're so wired to look for the negative. Like if I say, don't think about the pink elephant in the room, we're both sitting here thinking about the pink elephant in the room. So it's when it's like, don't eat chips, don't eat chocolate, don't eat lollies. Let's flip the script. Let's flip it to let's have this breakfast with all the elements. Let's have this afternoon snack that we're not doing. Let's have this and organically that will quieten down what we shouldn't. Back on the sweets as well. I know a few people and I won't name them, but they work real hard. They go say, I'm on a diet, right? And then I'll catch them or I'll hear about them after they've told me that they're on a diet. And you can see their exercise is amazing. They're working hard throughout the day, but then they got the as you said, that craving of chips, lollies, ice cream, and they're sneaking it in at night. That's fine. We just spoke about why, but what impact is that having on their body fat loss and all their, you know, their, you know, yeah. their, all, all their goals, they, the reason they're going to the gym is to lose fat yeah. or gain muscle or just look good for summer. What impact is that, I guess, eating all those chips and lollies and and chocolate, whatever it is, doing to their actual, you know, their goal. You know, the unfortunate thing, there are some people out there, like I don't know who we're talking about, and there's some people that can get away with eating food like that and it doesn't doesn't kind of impact them in the short term, whereas there's other people like the main area that I'll see will be that belly fat. So those types of foods, particularly like people that might be struggling to shift that weight on their belly, that can often be – the, the why. So, um, but there are people out there who can kind of get away with eating whatever they want and it doesn't show through. But, you know, while physically we might be talking, like we have to think about those long-term consequences of heart disease, diabetes, all of this. Now, I'm not saying eating this food every now and then, like we've got to live our lives and, and eating lollies doesn't mean you're going to develop that. But, you know, if we want to think in the context of if we're binge drinking on the weekend, we're having all these sweets, we're eating takeaway a few times a week, all of these things add up. So, look, in answer to your question, I think belly fat can be where it's hard to shift. It can just be slowing their progress. Um, fortunately, some people can kind of eat what they want and, and get away with it as mm. well, at least in their, like, 20s and 30s. Thank you for that. If you're listening, um, there you go. You're kind of undoing all your good work, aren't you? Just you, you work hard, you go to the gym, tick all that box, and you feel like I've earned it. But you actually, you've just let go of all your hard work. Yeah, most of the time, yeah. Now, we did a survey. We've spoken about this, and we want to say thank you once again to everyone that filled it out. In our survey, more than 30% of people crave sweets daily, and another 35% crave sweets most other nights. What tips have you got for them? So I've got three tips here that I want to touch on, and I've spoken about most of this, but just to you know summarize it for all of you so it's in one nice spot. One is this concept of these everyday snacks. So it's not your packet of shapes or your packet of chips or your piece of fruit. It's this complete snack, which is 10 to 20 grams of protein. I'm going to get specific for you here, which is from a lot of these examples we've talked about. The tuna, the couple of slices of cheese, the yogurt pouch, that will give you that. We want the whole grain high fiber carbohydrates to fill us up as well. So the crackers or the bread or the rice cups that we've spoken about, um, the oats, the, the muesli, that type of thing. And then we want some colours, so the fruit or the veggies there. So we've got our snack plates, which we're now making rather than just crackers and dip. We've got our deconstructed yogurt bowl that we've spoken about a lot. We've got our sushi and we might get some edamame with it. So everyday snack is something which has at least the protein, colour and carbs component. You can whack some healthy fats in there, A plus to you for that as well. Um, the second is just that, how do you eat and the hydration across the day? So taking that focus, breakfast and snacks, guys, I know I've said it a lot, but it's just the areas that most people 
need to focus on. Um, so having that, you know, what am I having there? Am I having something or am I going like six hours without eating? Breakfast, if I'm just, you know, rolling out the door with a coffee, um, what can I add to that to just start to give you a bit more of that complete option there? So um, shout out to our deconstructed yogurt bowl again or those overnight oats or maybe it's just some toast and you, you're whacking like an egg or some smoked salmon or something like that on it. So everyday snack is first tip, having the lens of the protein, the high fiber carbohydrates, the colors as number two. Number three is our hydration. So 50% of our body is made up of water. So when you think about it like that, it's a very significant factor in how we function. So in everything, our focus, our digestion, our skin, our physical performance, our mental performance. This can be a big factor for people if they're always hungry or craving sweets. So think about how much fluid you're drinking a day. Guidelines, I mean, look, it's very individualized, but women it's 2.1 liters a day and men it's 2.6. So I say that to at least maybe check in and if you're not even having a 600 ml bottle of water a day, might be an area to kind of focus on. So that's our third. And then our fourth, which I've mentioned, is the concept of before we have a treat, we have the snack. So we don't substitute the snack or the meal with the bag of lollies. We have the snack or we have the meal. And then if we want a couple, we'll still have that. Um, I guess the the only caveat to that is if you're if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, she's talking about not having sweets after dinner and now she's saying have dinner and sweets. If you're like renowned regular sweet eater at night, focus on the day so you're having less of that. But I guess I'm talking to the people that might go, I really want some chocolate, so I'm just going to skip this snack and have the chocolate bar. I'm like, still have your everyday snack, have your snack plate, have your smoothie, have your sushi, and then have your chocolate, but you'll probably have a row or two rather than a block. Do you find that all your clients and people that you've worked with, that when they fix these issues, they actually don't want the snacks anyway? 100%. The craving goes? It goes. You're not thinking about it. And it's nearly like I had a guy who signed on with me last week always starving, always hungry, was like, how are we going to fix this? And I'm like, the protein regularly across the day. the ne- And within a day or two, you'll feel this. And the next day he was on the voice note saying, I'm so full, I can't even finish my dinner. So it's like it's some of this is short-term wins. You will feel them like instantaneously, but it's not about the quick fixes. It's about the long-term results, but it will make your life so much easier. It's like you don't have to force not having it or thinking about it. It will organically quieten that down for you there you go well i think yeah you've nailed it have i missed any other questions when we're talking why we really crave sweets no i think we've we've touched on it there i think it's just like know that if it's regularly happening happening you know to to just think about that front half of the day and what you can do there and that will just quieten down the the back end and you know it's this isn't about you feeling like I have a lot of people who this might speak to when they say like it doesn't they don't feel great about themselves because it's happening or you know afterwards they feel quite guilty about it so like if we can just shift that so when they are having it they enjoy it because that's important but if we can just turn that volume down by doing those strategies happy days we love it we always talk about a cue and the cue is if you're craving it think about your uh, nutritional plan earlier in the day fix it the next day with a few little snacks and hopefully there's no more cravings at night and you're not eating sugar and I guess going against your nutritional goals. So Spendy, that's why you are on the podcast. You are the best in the business. The performance nutritionist, once again, that there you go, everyone. That's episode two of Ace's Nutrition, why we really crave sweets. 
It's a big one. It definitely relates to, I'm going to go with it. I reckon it relates to everyone. There can't be anyone out there listening that doesn't love a sweet and thinks about it and gets real guilty when they do have it. So there you go. If that's you that uh, really wants sweets at night, just think about your day and your plan. But um, Spendy, very well done. Two episodes in the bank and can't wait to see your face for episode three. That's it. See you soon.